Great show coming for you today. We've got some top pitching prospect injury updates, uh, what the new September call-up has evolved into this season, and some discussion about the minor league playoffs. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster, and thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And let's start off with the the September call-up. It doesn't look like it used to look like, but it's still really interesting. So back in the good old days, uh, when September came, MLB rosters would expand to 40 uh, you know, 40 players. You could Anybody on your 40-man roster could come up and play, and so teams would have tons of prospects up sitting on their bench, getting in the games from time to time. That has changed from 20 uh, to a two-man addition. You can go from a 26-man roster to a 28-man roster. One position player and one pitcher. And so we've seen the, minor, the, the September call-up evolve into something different. Uh, we talked about Jason Dominguez on yesterday's show just hours after we recorded that podcast at lunch. Uh, Jason Dominguez and Tyler Hardman of the Yankees were both promoted from high A to double A. Uh, Monday, Jackson Churio of the Brewers and Evan Carter of the Rangers uh, were promoted from high A to double A. The way that the schedule staggers out in, in the minors is A ball ends first. A-ball ended, you know, you know, uh, Saturday, Sunday, over the weekend there. Double-A uh, ends after this week, and then triple-A ends the end of the month. They're, uh, and so what the September call-up has been now is you take a younger prospect, Jackson Churio, Evan Carter, both in high-A. Churio's only 18. I think Carter's, I believe Carter's 19. and those, their teams that they're on did not make the playoffs. So Churio and Carter get promoted to double-A. You now have gotten them an extra week of being able to play. And this is probably the level they were going to be at next year already. And so this kind of goes back to a thing we've talked about quite a few times is an evaluation window. Now you get a, it's granted it's only a week, but you get a sample of them against a higher level of competition to see what they do, see what they can do and how they can perform. Go on the same thing. Jason Dominguez and Tyler Hardman going from high A to double A. Double A Somerset actually made the playoffs. And so you can get an extra two weeks of play for both of those guys rather than their season being over and them going to the comp, you know, and then them. Uh, you can bring them to the complex, and you can you can put them in an inner squad, or you can, uh, you know, just let them sit and wait for instructional ball. You can get them some more competition, live competition. And if you wanted to, when Double A ended, you could promote them to Triple A and give them another week or two, depending on playoff seating, um, for 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 Triple A. I, I don't necessarily think Jackson Churio at 18 years old is a guy that needs to go to AAA, but 
This is what the new September call-up has become. It's take a top prospect who has done well at the level they are in, and let's move them up at the very end, give them a taste, and have that evaluation window. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm really excited to see, granted it's a small sample size, but to see how these guys acclimate to their new levels in the final week that they get to play. There are a couple guys that did get called up to the MLB level, but aren't necessarily getting a chance to play, and I'm a little bit frustrated about the concept. So, Eggy Rosario was called up on August 26th. Um, you know, we, we, had, we had just talked to, uh, to Tim Haggerty with AAA El Paso, uh, had him on the show, I think, the day before, like the day after the call-up happened. But since August 26th, as of uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, uh, Eggy Rosario had played in seven games since being called up to the Padres for a grand total of seven innings of defensive work, four at third base, three at shortstop. He had made five pinch hit appearances uh, and one pinch running appearance. He was one for five with a walk and two strikeouts. And this is, there's a couple teams that have been doing this. I understand when you are competing for playoff seating or to make the playoffs in general, it's hard to give a prospect full-time playing time if they're not ready. At the same time, you don't know if they're ready until they legitimately get playoff time, like get playing time. Eggy Rosario being called up and not getting to get into games does not help you evaluate Eggy Rosario's uh, preparedness for MLB. And the Yankees have done this as well. And I gave the Yankees credit yesterday for Jason Dominguez. I'm going to dig him a little bit here. Oswald Peraza got called up September 2nd. Oswaldo Cabrera got called up August 17th. So Cabrera is playing in the field. 23 games played since August 17th. 205, 239, 301, slash line, and 88 plate plate appearances. 22 walks to four strikeouts. He's played at second once. He's played at third base twice, at shortstop three times, at 16 times, and right field for the Yankees. And then... While Anthony Rizzo's been out, he's been doing pregame warm-ups at first base. Uh, now, all of that is despite being one of the better right fielders for the Yankees on the season. He's played 91 innings in the outfield. He's got seven defensive runs saved, and he's got four outfield assists. I mean, he's, he's in like the top five for Yankees outfielders uh, in d- defensive stats this season, despite only having like played in 16 games in the outfield. So he's at least getting a chance to play. I do think putting him at first is a waste. Take a guy like a Josh Donaldson, put him at first. You know, somebody else that's not Oswaldo Cabrera with his speed and his arm. uh, Using him at first feels like a waste. Somebody who's good defensively for you. But Oswald Peraza, this has been very frustrating to me. So called up September 2nd. Um, You know, this is, we're recording this on September 14th to drop on September 15th. He's played in seven games. He's gotten 25 total plate appearances. 238, 360, 333, four strikeouts to three walks. Uh, he's played at second once and at shortstop five times. It is, like I said, it is a waste to take a player, start the service clock, and not legitimately have 
uh, enough playing time and enough of a sample to evaluate them against big league pitching. The Braves called up Vaughn Grissom partly out of need because they had so many injuries at second base, but he's played every single day. And a month or 40 days of evaluation of a prospect like that is incredibly valuable. And like the Braves know so much more about how they need to approach the Dansby Swanson negotiations, knowing that they have Von Grissom and they have a legitimate sample of, you know, 40 or so games with him uh, at the major league level. Uh, side note, he's been taking some, um, some pregame uh, fielding practice in left field. Ozzy Albies had a rehab assignment with, I think it was Triple A. Uh, went four for four or five for five, including a walk-off uh, home run at the end of the game. So Ozzy's just about ready to come back. And so if Ozzy's ready to play full-time at second base, you're looking at Von Grissom in left field. You can kind of see how that works. Some of the conversation was if Dansby Swanson resigns, Grissom's probably moving to left field full-time. We'll see what happens. In just a minute, I've got some updates on some top pitching prospects that have been injured and where they are uh, in the recovery and return to play time. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can get the latest league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week games. And BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, esports, and scores. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events. They cover MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, I mean, everything. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, we've had some injured top pitching prospects, uh, you know, like in the top 20 for pitching prospects, some righties, some lefties. But I kind of want to just recap where they are. So Grayson Rodriguez of the Baltimore Orioles. Kind of consensus number one pitching prospect in baseball. Missed some time with a strained lat. Happened over the summer. Um, he has done three rehab starts. One uh, in A-ball. Two in, in uh, double-A buoy. Uh, the last one he did was 56 pitches. He went two and two-thirds. He was like one pitch away from getting out of it. The guy that came in to relieve him allowed two of the inherited runners to score, so the line looks worse than it was. But 56 pitches. He starts this Friday in AAA. Uh, so there is there is time for him to get back into playing, you know, get to get stretched out in order to hopefully help Baltimore uh, at the very end of the season. I can see them doing something with him very similar to what the Braves did last year with Spencer Strider. They brought Spencer Strider up at the very end of the season. He got one or two appearances. They wanted to see what he looked like. Uh, and then this year, obviously, he broke camp uh, with the team. You know, he, he, he was up rather quickly in the season and had an impact all year and is one of the finalists for Rookie of the Year. So the AAA season ends September 28th. So if he starts on Friday, you're looking at you can probably get him to throw twice in AAA. And then when that season ends September 28th, the MLB season doesn't end until October 5th. So you've got about a week. You can bring him up. You can probably get one start out of him. Uh, if you're 
you know, if you're in it and you need him in the bullpen instead, you can do that. You know, just, just depending on how much runway you have to let him uh, fail at the big league level. If he's going to do that, you don't know. I don't think he will, but you never know. Yuri Perez of the Marlins. Uh, he, he's been out with a shoulder issue. Uh, he threw two scoreless innings with single-A Jupiter on September 10th. He is still on the injured list, so he is not currently, he has not been activated as of Wednesday morning. Uh, Something where, again, their season ends rather soon. Uh, You may or may not see him at, you know, uh, pitch competitively in the minor leagues this year. We just don't necessarily know what they've done yet. They've not announced that. Uh, But he has done a couple of rehab starts. Um... I believe his his rehab timeline ends in the next couple days. So they either have to reinstate him or shut him down for the year. Uh, but again, not necessarily sure how much time he has to build back up into a starting thing. They may just have him, you know, go one time through the order and then bring him down. Uh, speaking of um, of going one time through the order, Ricky Tiedemann of the Blue Jays. Um, he had been doing three inning stints for a while. To, to manage his workload and his arm. Uh, when you, when you, we've watched him recently, he's lost some velo. He's lost some, some of his stuff a bit. Um, he, he has not thrown in a couple weeks. It does not, as of now, appear like he is going to come back this season. Again, these seasons end pretty soon. Uh, does not look like he's going to make it back. Um, they have not, again, they have not officially announced what is happening, but he is in double A. So that that ends after this weekend. Uh, does not appear that he's going to make it back. We just don't know for a fact. Uh, Daniel, somebody we know for a fact is not going to make it back. Guardians uh, pitcher Daniel Espino. He's been out since May 3rd with right shoulder soreness. Uh, he is close to being able to return, but they don't feel like they're, uh, that he has the time to, to get back into a throat, like to, to ramp up his throwing program in time to be able to make a start before the season ends. So they're just going to go ahead and shut him down. Uh, the question for me now, when it comes to a Daniel Espino, because you know we saw him as, as uh, somebody who could, who could possibly debut next year, uh, does Daniel Espino pitch competitively this fall? Does he, you know, does he go to, to fall ball and pitch in a competitive environment? Or does he do complex work with uh, bullpens and things like that to you know to to make sure you don't overstress the shoulder so that he can have a chance to break spring training with the team next year. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Max Meyer of the Marlins, he has had his Tommy John surgery from what I've been told. Uh, the team has not announced that yet. I've been told he has still trying to confirm that, but either way, uh, the calendar now, we are looking at sometime in 2024 for him to return to game action. You'll remember he had like one start, the big league level, and then the second start, he got hurt in the second start for Miami. So shut down, obviously, the rest of this year. Uh, the plan is you're going to miss all of 2023. And schedule-wise, it should break out well for him to start um, 2024 in spring training trying to get a spot on the big league club. He may end up going to AAA for a little bit before he gets called up, but it's something where you're not necessarily, you have enough time before that season starts. We always talk about it's about a year and a half 
for a pitcher to come back where you feel good about it. Some of these other guys, not necessarily injured, just people that I want to talk about. And Andrew Painter, we're doing a Farm Friday on the Phillies on Friday. I'm very excited to talk about Andrew Painter. Um, Andrew Painter is now in double-A reading. Uh, he's in, you know, he's... He he wasn't necessarily the September call up like we talked about in the first segment. He's already thrown he's already started four games there, uh, but just to kind of a recap here of what he's done in 2022, I'm going to talk about him more tomorrow. But uh, he's in this list of you know probably top five right-handed pitching prospects in minor league baseball. 21 starts this year, 117 ERA, 99 and two thirds innings, 150 strikeouts to 25 walks. I just uh, it's it's fantastic to get to watch Andrew Painter. He's so good at what he does, and I'm very excited to see um, the future pitching that's coming out of this system. Him and Mick Abel, a couple other guys. Uh, it's going to be more in tomorrow's show, just a little little preview there. In just a second, uh, I want to go over the minor league playoffs and how those are structured and what's really cool about the way it's done this year as well as a chance that you have to go to the minor league playoffs for free right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. So, as we talked about, the, the minor league seasons kind of staggered when they end. Single A and high A ended their seasons on Sunday. Um, double A has an additional week of games. And then triple A has an additional week after that. So, when you're looking at at the minor league baseball playoffs. Uh, right now, single A and high A are in their playoffs. Their playoffs started Monday and Tuesday. And depending on the league, uh, you have, you know, most leagues have four teams in the playoffs. They have two divisions. Those divisions are meeting in a best of three series. And again, those were uh, like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And, and then the championship is the 18th through the 21st. Uh, the only difference is the Northwest League. They only have six teams. And so instead of doing two rounds of playoffs, they just have one round of playoffs. They started on Monday the 12th in a best of five series. The Eugene Emeralds for the Giants versus the Vancouver Canadians for the Blue Jays. One of the only minor league teams that's actually in Canada. That's, that's interesting. I always love that. Uh, so those playoffs have, have started and there is actually in like, so all we have for confirmed locked in matchups in the playoffs are, um, high A and, and single A. But despite that, we already have 12 top 100 prospects playing in the minor league play, uh, in the minor league playoffs already. Um, I think the, the, the highest ranked one is Diego Cartaya of the Dodgers, the catcher. Um, he's in high A, and, and the, the Dodgers affiliate, the Great Lake Loons, is playing the Lake County Captains, the Guardians affiliate. Uh, again, Double A has an additional week. Their playoffs start on September 20th. Uh, we know some of those teams. Um, actually, I think, I, I, think, I think we know most of those teams because it's based on... It's based on um, Division winners, so the first half division winners versus the second half division winners. In the Southern League, we have those locked in. The Rocket City Trash Pandas for the Angels versus the Tennessee Smokies of the Cubs from the North Division. And then the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, that's the Marlins, versus the Montgomery Biscuits, that's the Rays. Um, 
in the South Division, and then they will meet in a best of three series, the 25th through 28th. In the East, like, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Texas League, we only have the first half winners. So Tulsa Drillers, San, uh, which is Dodgers, San Antonio Missions, which is the Padres. We have them. We don't have their second half opponents yet. That's still too close. And then the Northeast Division, same thing. We only have the first half winners. We don't have the second half. So the Somerset Patriots of the Yankees, that's why Dominguez gets two weeks to play. Uh, and then the Richmond Flying Squirrels of the Giants. Uh, we don't have second half winners there. But what's really cool for AAA is this is a new postseason format for AAA. So what they're doing is they're having AAA Championship Weekend in Las Vegas. So September 3rd, uh, September 30th through October 2nd. But the way this works is the International League and the Pacific Coast League, the two AAA leagues, will each qualify two playoff teams. Uh, it's based on regular season winning percentage in each division. So there's two divisions for the Pacific Coast League, two divisions for the International League. So you've got four teams. And this is really interesting to me. Though the Pacific Coast League guys, those two teams will play on Friday, September 30th. One game. The International League teams will play Saturday, October 1st in Las Vegas. One game. And then the winners of those two games will meet on Sunday, October 2nd in one game to determine the AAA champion. It's, it's incredibly small, incredibly short series. A lot of variants can happen. A lot of things can go wrong in a single game. So I'm a little interested as to why they did it like this and didn't stretch it out over a week. But I think it's something where they want to make it an event. They really like they want everything to be a thing at Las Vegas Ballpark in Las Vegas. So MLB.com is actually give is actually doing a contest where you can win a trip to the AAA playoffs. I'll put the link in the show notes below. If you're on YouTube, I'll put it in the description. Um, it's something I'm we're we're still working on plans. Can't guarantee that uh, locked on MLB prospect is going to be able to get there. But we're working on it. Um, either way, really interesting. Want to hear your thoughts. Do you like having a, um, a, a best of one series to make the championship and then to win the championship? Or would you rather it be spread out over three? Because I could see an argument to have it, have these games, have a three-game series at home and then travel for a three-game series that weekend to Vegas. I think that's the way I'd rather do it, but I want to hear from you. So if you have... If you have um, you have thoughts about that, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, shows on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is a Farm Friday for the Phillies. Again, excited to talk about some of this pitching and a lot of what these, uh, this team, this organization has in their system. Uh, reminder, if you have questions for Monday's mailbag, still a little bit of room in there, uh, send those questions in to us. Uh, the mailbag is composed entirely of questions from listeners. If you've made it this far in the video, uh, do us a favor. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe. It really does help the show out a ton. If you're on audio, go out to your favorite podcast app, leave us a review. Uh, we don't have a ton of reviews from my tenure as the host. It'd be great to kind of hear some of your thoughts. And then soon as the trip, uh, soon as the minor league season ends, I'm going to be sending out that podcast survey uh, with questions for you about um, about 
what you want to see from the show, what you liked and didn't like, and how we can evolve this show over the offseason and into next year. Um, until tomorrow's show, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.